0: Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am Spencer Hall. Hey, I'm broadcasting live from the Herman Plex. I'm actually in the athletic offices of the University of Houston after a a lovely sit-down with the head coach, Tom
1: Herman. The the Hermanium, I believe it's called. The Hermanium. The (laughs)
2: Hermanium. Yes. The the Hermansion.
1: The
0: Hermansion. Live from the Hermansion. I work for SB Nation we talk about college football in this podcast. Uh hi Jason Kirk, college football uh editor. How are you?
2: I'm all right. Um that Saturday sucked, but I'm all right. It, it, it it's on to bigger and better week 8s. Now that week 7 is done. Can
1: you can you talk about like I granted, I was watching it while mostly attending to a a newborn. So I was not as invested in it as you were, but why it didn't? It, it, looking back, I'm like it didn't look like it sucks. It looked like there were some things we had. You know, a ranked matchup that went to overtime. We had NC State giving Clemson a scare. We, you know, there was there was something here, wasn't there? Why was it so bad?
2: Yeah, there were two good games in 15 hours. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I will also concur that compared to the joy of a new soul that you helped bring into the world. Um, it was not as good as that, sure.
1: Georgia um, lost to Vanderbilt. I, I would,
2: okay, so three good games. <laughs> okay. But that's still not not quite enough to sustain an entire Saturday. But it, it was okay. It was okay, and now it's okay. in the past. And okay. we can um, talk about the things that happened. And also the things that happened uh, Friday night, which I believe we are a little bit more excited about than the things that have happened Saturday, as I understand.
0: The three good games, if you were to pick them. Jason, if you are saying, oh, well, we have three quality games. Cause, Cause I have one we might've forgotten about, but I want to hear your three before we decide that this week was entirely, but.
2: Well, Clemson NC state went to overtime. Sure. Overtime games involving top five teams are, uh, by definition, good. Ohio state, Wisconsin was legitimately good. Ole miss Arkansas was Ole miss Arkansas, which means, um, it came down to a ball thrown over someone's head at, on on a fourth and long that bounced in Arkansas's favor because that's what happens in that rivalry. And everything else just kind of took place.
0: Okay. I, I have one. Houston-Tulsa was a great game. I'm not just saying that because I'm in the building. Uh, it was great. It was a very entertaining game. Other things were on at the time, but it came down to uh, two plays. One where Houston had, I think, eighteen men on the field.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe a golf cart. They might have had the helmet car driving on <laughs> at the same time. The refs missed it. I think it, there was actually a guy so offsides. It looked like what happens when you turn offsides off in a video game.
2: It looked like in a old Atari football game where you could hack your way to a sack by running toward the secondary and continuing until you went off the screen and then reappearing behind the quarterback. That's how far offside these dudes were.
0: (laughs) Right. And the officiating crew missed it. Which is fine. I like it when officiating crews missed up. Officiating crews really don't play a large enough part in our games. For instance, I don't know, last night during the Washington State-UCLA game, Washington State's quarterback drilled a perfect pass right into the breadbasket of the field umpire. Like, right into it. Field umpire... Should have been anywhere but where he was, and then the quarterback just drilled it right to him. Did he catch it? Nope, nope. He he dropped it. Like the very least you could do if you're going to be that wrong as an official is grab it, turn up field, and try to get to the end zone.
1: So hold on, I have I have a weird question here. Let's say let's say the he does catch the ball, whether he means to or not, and let's say um, a quick thinking in this case UCLA defender grabs the ball from him. And starts running. Live ball.
0: I think we just stopped the game and quit at that point. Okay. It, hasn't
2: hit, it hasn't hit the ground and
1: right. an
0: official
2: is part of the field. Right. So I yeah, yeah. Live ball.
1: Okay.
0: That would be if it were if it bounced off the ref, if it bounced, right, we would call it live, right? It bounced it off the ref.
1: Every time somebody wants to say college football is rigged, like that's what I really want to see. I wanna see a a, a an official volleyball set a pass so that the opposing defense has an easy pick six
0: while pumping their fist and running to the end zone, <laughs> screaming "backdoor
1: cover.
2: I want to see a conference ref standing next to a touchdown being caught in the end zone and then fist pumping immediately after signaling <laughs> the touchdown or a- actually we already saw
1: that. Hook them. That was
0: fun.
2: Yeah, go, go, go horns, baby.
0: Live, La- laugh from the greatest state in the nation. the, it was, good. like, I enjoyed Tulsa-Houston not just because I was there, that helped, but also because, yeah, I came down to the last play, where a tight end moved parallel to the end zone as, as closely to the goal line as possible without breaking it. I've never seen anything quite like that. He could have skated on a line infinitely, like into the horizon, and never crossed the plane with two defenders on him. It was bizarre. So... I think that was one game you might be neglecting. We're going to talk about those other games. I did want to mention the most important game of the week and its most important event. Ryan, you can read my mind. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Uh, This is Jason said we want to talk about Friday. And and while you might look at that and say, ooh, look at that. BYU beat Mississippi State. Not so good for Dan Mullen. That's not the game we're talking about. No, no, no. we're, We're talking about Louisville 24, Duke 14. And the reason we're talking about this game has nothing to do with the score. Or any of the statistics therein. Because do you know what the box score does not contain? Burnouts.
2: <laughs> Donuts cut by Big Papa.
1: <laughs> you Spencer, can't... can you walk us through what the fuck happened here?
0: Remember, this podcast is devoted to college football. But a close second in terms of interest is tracing the actions, behavior, and lifestyle of John Schnatter. The head of Papa John's and Pope... PapaJohns.com.
1: Pope John the Greasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what like, I liked about this was somebody somebody tweeted. I think somebody first tweeted at Spencer and said it was just a picture of the scoreboard at Louisville or, or the video screen. And you could see uh, Papa's signature. Is it a Camaro? I forget. It
0: is a gold Camaro. Yes, right. I'll, get, I'll and, get you the year. But, yeah, it's a gold Camaro.
1: And so Spencer rightly assumed, oh, they're showing uh, a terrible Papa John's commercial on the video screen. Which no. we're
0: fond of, we're fondest of the commercial that debuted the Papa John's theme song, Go where Big he shows Papa. up randomly to homes bearing Papa John's pizza in the Camaro, bearing pizzas, and with the music playing behind him, this awful rib joint blues song going, "Go,
1: Big Papa!"
0: Yeah, yeah in the background, yeah. the one that everyone at Papa John's allegedly said, "No, don't do this, don't Pop- don't beat this guy."
1: Papa doesn't listen because. If you are the very rich primary booster of a college football program, what do you use your access and influence uh, to get you? Do you demand, uh, you know, FaceTime with coaches? Sure. Maybe. Do you want to weigh in on what should be happening? Maybe Phil Knight style. You want to have a hand in what's going on on the field. That's one option. Or if you're Papa John, you say, hey, guess what, Louisville? I'm bored on a Friday, so I want to bring my Camaro out to the field, and just and just tool around in it, and then give out free pizza. And that's exactly what Papa John did, for no for, the- for, for no apparent reason.
0: Yeah. Fuck it, NFL. What do your owners do? They just glower from the box like oligarchs.
1: I mean, right? can you imagine how much better Panthers games would be if Jerry Richardson like fl- like parachuted into a game and and just started like frisbeeing out Hardy's food all jerry
0: richardson wants to do is slap children that's it
2: (laughs) if jerry richardson floated in on the house that he uh sailed to south america with little red balloons um and and met like large birds in in a beloved pixar movie
0: i don't know about beloved
2: man up is feared Fear to yeah, you just it. fast forward, fast forward for through the first few minutes and you're good. Just, yeah.
1: just think of it as prep for the 2016 Panthers season. Um...
2: <laughs> it's going pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this was um, a- after Spencer said, oh, they're showing the commercial. That's hilarious. No, it got better. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. This was not.
2: Louisville fans began bombing us with reports that no, 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 this is actually happening. There's a Life. cloud of smoke like blowing from his Camaro. And, we, and like photos of him peeling back up off the field skrr, and leaving just – it was a gigantic fucking cloud that his Camaro and cranked out.
1: What I like about Papa John is that he he's – I assume you've both seen Roadhouse. He is Brad Wesley, but if Brad Wesley had no criminal ambitions whatsoever, he was just like, hey, man, I just want to drive my car and, you know, just just do whatever the hell I want. No reason. Just love me. Please, God, love me.
0: That's that's all in his nineteen seventy-two Z twenty-eight. Suddenly we get picture after picture of the slice, the slice. The slice! Which some people problematically call the oven. We'd prefer to refer to it as the slice. Him on the back track at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, just ripping sweet burnouts in his <laughs> nineteen seventy-two Z-28 before exiting the car. Going up to the stands and just throwing pizza everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah. How this is this is what you get to do if you're a booster in college football. You get to interrupt the entire production. So it's about you in the stadium that's already called Papa John. Okay? You get to watch everyone make you rip sweet burnouts.
1: Like what kind of And it's wh- and it's it's not even like this is a seven and five Louisville team where you're like, well, you know, It's fine. This is the fucking number seven team in the country that came within a yard, potentially, of beating Clemson on the road and being in the driver's seat. That is a pun for a playoff spot. And Papa John's like, nope, still got to bring out the Camaro fuck (laughs) faces.
2: I think I think we still need some more attention around here. Some we're we're just we just really don't have enough enough. You know, Lamar Jackson, he's not really a big enough celebrity for this town. How
1: many pizzas he sold? Fuck him. Fuck that kid! Turn those cameras on.
0: <laughs> yeah, does Lamar Jackson have positive track?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they say he's fast, huh? We'll try and race these horses. Here
1: we go, <laughs> Spencer. What what music? What what album do you think? Uh, it's a tape. What tape do you think Papa John has in the Camaro at all times?
0: Uh, he has Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy, and it's the boys are back in town. And he doesn't ever listen to any song past that or Jailbreak. It's that. He never even gets the Cowboys song. It's just those two. Rewind. Go right back to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the
0: boys are back. That's it. It's either that or it's Foreigner Hot-Blooded. It's that. <laughs> There's no way why, anything Why else. is
1: there not a series of Papa John's? I have to assume because Foreigner or whoever owns the rights to their music at this point said no. But there should be, all Papa John's commercials should be Foreigner-themed.
0: Like you, you know, foreigners not exactly the bastion of creative independence. No, you think they would sell a song or two for an ad, but you know, like foreigner when Papa John's like, yeah, man, I want to use Double Vision because we have a Double Pizza Special. Foreigners like, nah, man, nah,
1: no, sorry, can't let it, can't let it happen. We, Too low We
2: we got a lot of business opportunities on the table right now. We we just don't have time for this particular <laughs> venture. Listen, sorry. man,
1: we're, we're we're unveiling a new twenty minutes or less. Uh, delivery policy. I need urgent. I need it. Nope. Sorry, man.
0: (laughs) I'll pay you $3 million. Nope. Nope. Okay.
1: Okay. Listen, I want to just, this is not for commercial use. I just, every time I send a dick pic, I want to use waiting for a girl like you. Nope, nope, For that, you can use "Dirty White Boy." Though you can have "Dirty White Boy" for your dick pics,
0: free of charge. We we acknowledge that song is so sad that yeah, it should. It's, it's worthless. There's no cash value to this. I, we don't. That would be the best is to say you can use this song with your dick pic because your dick pic has no inherent cash value. Therefore,
1: this is not a commercial use.
0: Are you saying somebody wouldn't pay a dollar for my? Nope, nobody pay a dollar for that, Jimmy. Not one dollar.
1: Uh, let's talk about Saturday. Yeah. Jason, Jason, you can pick first because you were the least happy and with, un- you know, with good reason. What game do you want to start with?
2: Let's get Bama, Tennessee out of the way.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, because God.
2: honestly, this was the most entertaining and intriguing game. Like everything else was like, yeah, this went overtime. you know, and then the ending was, yeah, sure. It was an overtime ending. This was the, um, <laughs> the game of interest and the one that really changed things the most Um, Bama putting up 400 something rushing yards Bama just saying like I don't know why pass just have our quarterback run around too sure that's easy Tennessee putting up I think 180 yards, 160 yards on the day Um, Tennessee not even turning the ball over and still not having an offense was the the amazing part Bama's defense and special teams outscoring Tennessee Um, so many so many fun facts all throughout the box score.
0: Uh, a, an Alabama player offering a high five to a Tennessee fan who, how did he respond? He struck the traditional pose of the Tennessee fan, which is arms folded, (laughs) pointing at the field grumpily, surveying things that did not please
2: him. Aha! arms folded, leaning back. He later said he wished he had, um, taken Bo Scarborough up on the high five. Did you,
1: did either of you ever watch, um, it aired on Fox, like probably back in the early 2000s. It was, a, it was a short-lived special called Man versus Beast where they would have people con- compete against animals in random competitions.
0: My friend, competition only begins to cover the glory of the things they asked Man and Beast to do on that show.
1: Do you know the one that I'm thinking of specifically for the Tennessee-Bama game?
0: The bear eating the hot dog versus that Kobayashi? Is,
1: that is correct. That is mm-hmm. correct. Tennessee, you were Kobayashi... Had a ha, you you had a great season so far. Done things that we thought were not possible previously. Exceeded expectations. Looked the part. You went up against a Kodiak bear, and the bear just shoveled hot dogs <laughs> down its gullet with no trouble at all.
0: Yeah, if you have never seen this, uh, you'll never take an L bigger than the one Kobayashi takes here because it's a bear. The bear's not even that interested.
1: No, be the, bear, the bear doesn't know it's a race. The bear is just eating hot dogs because they're there and because it can. Sort of like Bama running for yards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. By the time the bear is done, uh, Kobayashi is still furiously working away. And the bear smoked him by... Uh, I guess the hot dog equivalent of 39 points.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever 39 points is in hot dogs. And there is an Alabama fan out there who can do that calculation. That's that's what happened.
0: Yeah. If you don't – by the way, we will include the video, I promise, in the post with this so you can see this because um, it will make your life more complete. Spiritually, you'll be a better person for having watched this because they obviously – the bear just eats – Bear just destroys everything, doesn't even know what's going on, and goes about his business. But they cut in a scene of it roaring, as if to taunt Kobayashi, right? Completely unrelated, <laughs> right? Like, I'm sure the bear just walked out. And, like, the trainer was like, hey, you should roar. And the bear's like, I can do that. Cool. <laughs> but they cut it so that, like, Kobayashi gets owned, just devastated in this competition. And then they flash to the bear, and they had this shot of the bear being like, yeah, bitch, ah! I'm a bear, um, and that's ha- Alabama. Like, if you want Alabama 2016 so far, it's this. Yeah, bitch. I'm a bear.
1: Good God! Uh, how many? How many? How many? They're going to make T-shirts. How many touchdowns on defense does Alabama have at this point?
2: Defense and special teams combined is eleven. Stanford's offense has nine, I think.
1: Stanford yeah. one. Stanford one. I ain't hearing that. I ain't South, hearing South that. South
2: Carolina's offense also has nine. <laughs> Oh, that one got a laugh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: motivation, reason and motivation.
1: <laughs> Boy, Just, um, yeah, Alabama terrifying. And, and listen, we said this last week, Tennessee, super beat up, definitely looks super beat up. I think there was one point where they did not have a scholarship defensive tackle available to them, which, yeah, that's a good way to get your ass run over. Um, I hope that they can, that they can get some guys back so that they continue what they were doing. But at this point, I don't know from Tennessee that I would necessarily want to win the SEC East and therefore play <laughs> Alabama again.
2: Yeah, uh, Godfrey was at this game and he was in Tennessee's locker room, talked to a few players. You know, he's asking them, like, trying to find the motivation level for the rest of the season, and it's sort of a, yeah, yeah, we want, we want Bama again, you know, and like I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they'd like another chance, but you just want to tell them like, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's okay. It doesn't have to. It doesn't You're have like, to be this way. You can
2: go nine and three. That's pretty good. Um, also,
0: it, I want to tell them. I, I want to say that it hurt, but I don't know if that hurt was purely physical or especially physical because there is a stat that will blow your mind about rushing yards with contact. That uh, I I really sort of like I, I it made me blink like several times. You know, just because it didn't look right, right? Right. Uh, But in terms of yards with contact, right? Bama, according to Cole Kublik on Twitter, who does analysis for the SEC network, Alabama on their rushes, they had 14 rushes where no contact was made until 10 yards downfield. Jeez. that's the most that's tied for the most in a game by a power five team the last five years, so consider that on fourteen of their rushes in the game all right and that's forty nine total rushes right I'm talking a huge percentage they did not the ball carrier did not see an orange and white jersey until the ten yard mark
1: huh uh here's the good news if you're a Tennessee fan <clears throat> you now you get you get next week off, and then you play the following five matchups: at South Carolina, at home versus Tennessee Tech, home versus Kentucky and Missouri, and at Vanderbilt.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So You're like, still favored to win the East. Bills, Bills, S and P plus numbers, you know, have still have Tennessee edging Florida here. Um,
1: I would like which, to use this. As that's, a that's, that's bittersweet. I would like yeah. to use this as a shameless transition to talk about. How Vanderbilt beat Georgia. Oh, wait, hey, hey.
0: Right, right. Vanderbilt beat Georgia?
1: Vanderbilt beat Georgia because Hey, y'all. Vanderbilt beat Georgia. Vanderbilt beat Georgia because Georgia could not get one yard on fourth and one.
2: Because Georgia telegraphed exactly the play it was going to run. Vandy called timeout, and then Georgia ran that play.
0: Yep. Yep. Now, let's describe this play before we get into the actual logistics of how this happened. Which, might I say, oh, you frittered away a 346-yard performance by your freshman quarterback. A good 346-yard performance by your freshman quarterback. Who, on fourth and one, I don't know, he'd been playing well. It might make sense to go ahead and give him a chance to throw the ball, right? If you're not going to run Nick Chubb up the middle. Which is probably what you should do anyway. Because on fourth and one, Georgia lines up. And Jason, who is in the backfield? Is it, is it Nick Chubb? I don't know. Yeah,
2: he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. A uh, I remember various motions. I remember the, the exact same motions going on before and after the timeout. I don't know who caught, who took the, who toted the rock though. Yeah,
0: yeah, that would be uh, that'd be, I believe, Isaiah McKenzie, right, toting the rock on this play, yeah. Yeah. Five, eight, 175. Huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's not that's who does it. Not Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, your power back. Nick Chubb, the next Herschel. The next Herschel, part 8.0.
2: So not Nick Chubb, not Sonny Michelle, not one of the three or four fullbacks you always have if you're Georgia.
0: Nope, not your big-ass quarterback either. I mean, think about it. That's a possibility at that point. You got one yard to go. Why don't you just put that big old lunk over the line of scrimmage and see what happens, right? That's a possibility here. That's like option three or four that you could have gone with here. Uh, But instead, they go with option like 28, which is you put – Isaiah McKenzie, a wide receiver, a good one, by the way, in the backfield, you fake to the uh, fullback position and you toss right to Isaiah McKenzie. And um, how'd that go? No gain. No
1: gain. No no yards gained. None. No yards gained.
0: And that's how (laughs) you lose to Vanderbilt. If you want to know how this happens statistically, one word, must champ. This is a must champ game. This
2: is a must champ math game. <laughs> He's untainted the whole SEC East.
1: It's it. it I mean, how it really did. <clears throat> I mean, I, I struggle to think of a time when a well must champ team threw for nearly three hundred fifty yards. But other than that small, unimportant detail, and it literally was unimportant. Um, God. This, yeah. Ooh, so,
2: who is the least must champ team in the <laughs> SEC East?
0: Probably Tennessee. Hmm. Yeah. Even
2: probably. though they can only score on like fumble recoveries?
0: Uh, no, remember, uh, sometimes Mushchamp teams scored on block punts. That happened every now and then, too.
2: Okay. So they have to do that, and then they'll be a Mushchamp team.
0: <laughs> sure. Then they got it. But this game, if you notice, somehow Georgia lost a game in which they had 23 first downs to Vanderbilt's nine. They had 421 yards of offense to 171 by Vandy. Possession somewhat meaningless, but they had it for just to just to give you the point. Nobody even turned the ball over in this game. Georgia had thirty-five minutes of total possession here.
1: And they got and sixteen they points out of it.
0: And they had sixteen points out of it.
1: So
2: do we think that Kirby, Governor Kirby will win out and match Mark Rick's two final records as Georgia head coach? Because that's what he has to do in order to finish with Georgia's third straight ten and three. Which well, is not good enough for Rick.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. Can, can we go to the schedule? Can we go to the tape?
1: style so that sucker up. Uh, George is also off next week, and then we've got the cocktail party. Uh, so, yep, I'm sure Spencer and I are already excited to talk about that. They play at Kentucky. Then they host Auburn, a game which, through the first month of the season, you were sort of looking at and saying, like, oh, well, Auburn. Auburn shit now. Uh that might not be true. Plus Auburn has a defense that I would say is just as good, if not better, than Vanderbilt's. They host Louisiana Lafayette and then they uh, have the Georgia Tech game to end the season. Not yeah. so bad. That's no, not it's so it's, bad. it's not so bad. It it feels like there's definitely one more loss in those five, I'm gonna say. If you don't
0: know the if you don't know the emotional map of your Georgia fan, Losing to Florida sucks, but it's not losing to Auburn. No. It's not the tag of losing to Auburn because the, the South's oldest rivalry, rivalry is built on one emotion. And that's not hatred. It's loathing. It's a deep-seated loathing that they even have to play this game, which doesn't <laughs> have to for SEC standing, but also, <laughs> but also that it involves so many players that both teams recruited. And, of course, the other team cheated to get that guy.
2: That's is what, yeah, that that that's so real. Like, Georgia various ages and, and, and geographies, you know, Georgia fans, they have their own rivalry lists and whatever, and that's fine. But it is a very different kind of thing. Like, Florida, you know, they're all too drunk to really even remember and stay mad after that game. Auburn, you got to go to church after Georgia and Auburn play. You really yeah. have to dwell and meditate on, on the you know ramifications.
0: Georgia, you know what Georgia fans get maddest about in the Florida rivalry and vice versa? but more Georgia fans, that they paid money to go. Every single one of (laughs) them.
1: Oh, God damn it, I had to get a hotel room for this? Surely we're not doing this. Surely we are not doing this next year.
0: I have to come down here.
1: Jackal Island sucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got to write Randy a check for this house in St. Simons. He goes and breaks the window when we lose like he does every year. Every
1: goddamn time.
0: Every goddamn time. And then I got to pay for the food. I gotta chip in for liquor. I gotta bail Steve out, because Steve got stupid again and mouthed off to the cop. Go Jags.
2: <laughs> Go Jags. That's
0: that's what Georgia fans complain about. You know what they complain about with Auburn? They're like, I hate life. Yep. I hate this game yep. and I hate that I have to live this life where I have to play Auburn. Also, I'm sure Auburn fans you, feel the
2: same way. Because you don't the hear, because you don't hear Georgia Auburn, fans saying, Oh, the cheating ass gators. You don't hear that. <laughs> but nope. you will hear, oh, Auburn fucking cheated in recruiting, in transfers, on the field, in their devotion to our Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. the, the the one that we
1: share and that he likes more them more than us. They're too showy. They're too showy with their Jesus. Too showy yeah. with their faith.
0: I think it's because Georgia almost regards Auburn people as human, whereas Florida fans, off the map. And entirely oh, yeah. Different. Right. Yeah. Some sort um, of animate slime mold that specializes in insurance fraud. That's Florida fandom.
1: But Florida didn't lose to Vanderbilt this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, please, at least when we put up nine first downs, sometimes we win that game.
1: That's true. Uh, yeah, it's. The, I, I will say it's not like Florida's offense. It did much of anything for most of the game against Missouri, but that's okay because... Florida still figured out how to score points. It doesn't we matter. Kinda, what, it we kind of, matter return, what happened.
0: Yeah, we kind of returned the favor, didn't we? Like that was, this is the this is the inverse of the game in 2014. Yes. Where remember Will Muschamp's team broke math by allowing something like 126 total yards and losing by 26 points. Yeah. Yeah. This is the opposite of that. So Florida. The offense still looks horrendous. Like I, I know that you're paying for better efficiency overall, but good god, it's fine. I've given, I've given it's up. Fine. It's, it's fine. It's
1: fine. It's fine. They, they, you know, Florida <laughs> you ran put the up ball.
2: forty points. Did you not?
1: Florida ran the ball all right. Florida still can't throw the ball. Luke Del Rio comes back and throws three picks. Um, but the good news is that they held they held Missouri as as a team passing to seven completions on 22 attempts for, less than, for less than a 26 point
2: what are you unhappy about here
1: we're not no we're not unhappy okay i'm, I'm not unhappy
0: <laughs> i'm unhappy but i don't <laughs>
1: see what i'm saying i'm not I, I i'm not unhappy i didn't watch this game I, I but i'm not unhappy if
2: you're one person that's that's part of the issue that's here. fine that's no fine. we're different remember ryan has given
0: up hope he gave up I hope just, a long time ago I just,
1: and- I, it's not that i gave up hope it's just that i was just like i don't i don't need to invest this is a bad emotional investment. It's fine. I still like Florida. I still wish good things for them. I just decided to stop putting stop putting my heart into it.
0: Yeah, that was a really good call. I'm not criticizing you for that. Thank you. It's not worth it.
1: Thank you. Um yeah.
0: speaking of speaking of emotional investments that aren't worth it. Oh, here's my segue. NC State football.
1: Oh God. Why? This sucked Why? I, I mean I have nothing against Clemson, but that poor kicker. <laughs> that poor fucking
0: kicker. I, I kind of liked, like I like NC State. Like I, I kind of liked this team. I, like I oh. think.
1: Least... Oh yeah, my takeaway from this game is Notre Dame's lucky they got to play NC State in a hurricane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this was this was a team that like they had a brilliant game plan, and they've had brilliant game plans against better competition. The game plan against Clemson was to uh, throw screens because Clemson's super aggressive and Brett Venables will just come after you. They knew that to run the ball when they could and to uh, defensively to just pressure the crap out of Deshaun Watson, which worked. They, that's how you get to 1717 17 at the end. And then your kicker misses the winning field goal.
1: His third miss of the of the day, which is the real that's the real shit of it.
0: Yeah. That he got out there and the coach said, no, man, you got this one.
1: Nope. Well, and what also what also sucked was Clemson had a timeout left at the end of the game. North Carolina State is lining up for what will be, what appears to be, the game-winning field goal. Dabo freezes the kicker. A thing that we all collectively hate and have, I think, agreed that doesn't actually do anything. But whatever. That timeout wasn't going to do you any good afterwards. Um kicker goes ahead and you know they snap the ball anyway and he follows through and it's beautiful it's right down the middle and sure enough he comes out after the timeout and just pushes that bad boy to the right
0: yeah and much to the jubilation of clemson fans they go to ot uh it doesn't work out did i miss something with deshaun watson by the way that that he's inaccurate because because he throws for like 63 percent And he throws a lot of deep lottery balls that are speculative.
2: I think when he misses, he misses. I think it's just a real spectacle of a miss. I I mean, he's... Like, the numbers, he's
0: accurate enough. Like, more than accurate enough. Especially, you know, given some of the positions he has to throw from when he's on the run. Yeah. He's like 63, 64% on the year. Close to his career average, if not above. Like, I... Yeah, this was apparently a, a... this is apparently a narrative that went out that I missed the memo on. Was okay.
1: was not was not helped by the fact that um Wayne Gallman, who had who had finally kind of started to turn the corner after a slow start to the season, had a good game against Louisville, looked good against Boston College. He gets knocked out uh early in this game uh, on a hel- on on a uncalled it was unflagged altogether, right? Yep. yep. Helmet it helmet was a uh,
2: crown down straight to the head and everything. Um yeah, that didn't help. They couldn't run the ball, and Watson threw the ball 52 times. Um, it, 52 throws for 24 points in overtime is not quite ideal, in my they opinion. Got, they got
1: the W. You they sure? got the damn W. Because, you know, the, if you want to talk about ACC quarterbacks who couldn't get the damn W, what up, Brad Kaya? Oh, huh.
0: good, good God. Huh. So, that whole Miami being good thing, we can um, we can dial back uh, on that. Well, they
2: lost to the Knolls, and that always just ends their season. Um, yeah. d- disregard the actual strength of schedule and that things have actually gotten harder. We can just say, they lost to the Knolls, so they've given the up on the season. Yeah, so
0: they gave up. Well, we're really ignoring the real assassin in the ACC, and that's... Uh, Syracuse? No, no, Larry, I mean
1: that's... Larry Fedora? <laughs>
0: I, I know Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, okay. When you Mitch, when you mess, when you mess with the true dog, you best not miss.
1: <laughs> Trubisky does have oh. sort of a like late eighties detective uh, TV series feel to it. Trubisky, Trubisky, your badge and your gun. You're a loose cannon, Trubisky. Well, Trubisky got out, and
0: solved the case himself, son. <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> you, don't, you
2: don't want, you don't want Trubisky's gun. You get lit up. <laughs>
0: I mean yeah. and it wasn't like UNC didn't invite Miami back into this game. They did not score in the second half. Nope. They were up twenty to three and failed to prosecute the case. But Trubisky, Trubisky pulled one out off suspension at the last minute. The chief forgave him. <laughs> they end up with a twenty to thirteen win Beat- over Miami.
1: Trubisky gets results. <laughs>
0: The I hate that man, but God damn it, <laughs> I
2: respect it. <laughs> the the ACC Coastal now um, finally has found its its true equilibrium. It sort of looked like Virginia Tech and Miami might run away with it, and then they both lost, and now it's devouring itself. Perfect. As we as we uh, you know we sort of wait each season for the ACC Coastal to just become one big pile of nothing. And yes, we have reached it.
1: They're
2: doing yeah. it. They've it. It, it. Is Virginia still like one and zero in the ACC? I have. They're, I, they're, I they're, to one, look they're their
1: one. They're one and one. They lost. Okay, to Pitt. good. They good. lost to Pitt, but Pitt is still there at two and one. Sure. There. Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll count them in that big puddle.
1: So yeah. Okay, so, okay, any, okay. still anybody's game, unless you're Georgia Tech or Duke.
2: Delicious puddle of football content that is Duke. the ACC. Duke, of course, because wins over Notre Dame do not count toward the ACC's standings, as we'll recall. If that yeah. were the case, Duke and NC State and several other teams would be doing uh, doing well at this point.
1: Including Stanford. Stanford would be 1-0 in ACC play.
2: Michigan State would also have an <laughs> ACC event.
1: That would be a lot better than they're doing in the Big Ten. So,
2: My I can't even remember. Oh, Texas also would have finally joined the ACC. Man, at this point, it's hard to remember all the teams Notre Dame has lost to. This is awesome.
1: Uh, like, hi, it? if if you if you weren't paying attention at all, Michigan State, the defense that you love and respect so very much, gave up six touchdowns to Northwestern and lost fifty-four <laughs> to forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, we uh, we crying, Jordan, Mark Dantonio, and Rich Omiquan. Um, that felt that felt fair after, you know, all the jokes we've made at Michigan's expense. It's fair as fair.
0: Yeah, this was a Northwestern offense that, by the way, uh, like 118th, I think, in the nation coming into this game. Yeah, Jesus. popped out of that swamp, nice and hard.
2: This is not a turn of the century Northwestern. This is no, this is extremely Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern. There's a linebacker in charge, and it shows. Except when you're playing Michigan State.
1: Um, yeah, we we now get to play the unfortunate game we've played with Oregon and Notre Dame. Is Michigan State going to make a bowl game? Because right um, now. They're sitting at 2-4, and four, and they still have to play Michigan and Ohio State, two teams that look like they should just demolish them. L-L. <laughs> l <L-L. laughs>
2: they're, they're ahead of Notre Dame in the APR line.
1: Okay, well, they got that, they got that going for them. They still have to go to, Mer- to Maryland and Illinois. Those, in theory, should both be wins, but you just, again, you just gave up 54 points to Northwestern at home, so nothing is real. Uh, you do get to play Rutgers, though. If there's one guaranteed W, I'm going to give the Spartans. It's that home game against Rutgers on November 12th.
2: What Why if you I... lose to Rutgers, though?
1: No, stop it. No, <laughs> no. What do
2: you What do you do though? Il-
1: Illinois almost shut out Rutgers.
2: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but what What if you lose to
1: Rutgers? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
2: No. Because, like, you gave up 50-whatever to Northwestern. I think that's comparable to putting only, like, 13 on Rutgers, something like that, you know, and then, oh, maybe the two weird plays break, and, oh, shit, you just lost your record. <laughs> Jesus
1: Why, Christ. Jesus, again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah. But, just... but a, hey, a Big Ten coach did get fired this weekend. Yeah. Uh,
2: oh. We are on minute 41, and we're going to mention that a Power 5 head coach was just fired today.
0: Yeah, uh, that would that's be that's how important Purdue is. If you are yeah, the exact number required <laughs> to be fired at Purdue, it's not. You can get away with nine and thirty-two, nine and thirty-three will not
1: stand. Wire. Nine and thirty-three will not stand. What can was
2: I? their What was their final result? I cannot recall. Uh,
1: what, they what, lost. What was, they lost to Iowa by two touchdowns. That's what it was. Cook, <laughs> <laughs> <Kirk laughs> fair. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, keep <laughs> talking. I'm going to look something Coach- up.
2: Coach Killer Kirk Farron. So they had like an okay reaper. effort against the reigning Big Ten West champion. And that just ugh. they said, Oh man, we lost to a team that only beat Rutgers by seven. It's time it's time to make a change.
0: Yeah, if you did not, if you were not following along on various forms of social media yesterday. I think and I I'm, I'm pretty sure they were considering replacing Daryl Hazel let me go out on a limb and just say that after going nine and 33 as a head coach and showing very little signs of improvement that they were considering replacing him. Now let me also state that sometimes there is a tipping point where things become so apparent and embarrassing where you have to act. And yesterday, all I saw on the timeline for a minute and all I retweeted for a minute (laughs) were things about how bad Purdue was, i.e. two players going for the same kickoff and returning it for, I don't know, a yard, maybe it, two
2: it, yards. It looked like they kneeled it in the end zone and the refs just said, I didn't, no, I didn't, no. I didn't
1: see it. We will give you a pass. for that. Uh, Is Purdue the same team that earlier this season kneeled a punt? Or is that somebody else?
2: Whew, man, there's always some weird kneels. There was another weird kneel in this game where <laughs> mm-hmm. they called a timeout just to kneel.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. They called a the timeout to take a knee. That happened. And I sort of think that that's that's the point where you uh, where you decide, yeah, we're going to fire this guy. And in case in case that isn't the thing that does it, when Purdue lines up for an onside and then kicks it twenty yards
2: through the air, it's <laughs> yeah, a so booming like it looked like they accidentally flicked to the power meter full. Like they selected <laughs> well, they selected a squib kick from an onside formation. I don't know how you do that.
1: Yeah, they just they booted was... it, sucker. What's unfortunate is this game came a day after what major facilities announcement at Purdue.
2: They're finally getting lights. <laughs>
1: that's stadium. right. That's right. Night football at Ross-Ade Stadium is coming.
2: After, like, three.
1: God, nobody. I, like... Oh, boy. Imagine
2: going to a Purdue home game that kicks off at 8.30.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah that's You're going to have to sit through that. Whoever they... End up hiring Purdue. If you wonder, by the way, to take a quick side jock that I don't want to entertain too much because it's Purdue football, there's just not many of you who pay attention to it or ever will. And here's why Purdue has only won 10 games in a season. How many times?
1: Uh,
2: once,
0: yeah. Right.
1: I'm gonna say, yeah, okay, great.
0: Under whom? Under who?
2: It was, was either Joe Tiller or somebody. I don't, guy no, I, don't, I
1: don't. I don't think Tiller ever got there. So it's got to be somebody way back in the day. I, I, I'm gonna guess that this coach, this season predates my birth.
2: Mitch that, Trubisky. That, <laughs> that, yeah, it, it was Mitch. It was, it was it was M. True.
0: No, this was um, th- this was Jim Young. Jim Young led Purdue to a ten-win. Only. Yeah,
2: don't 10-way. be fooled by that name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is that like everything about this is my favorite Purdue fact. After first of all, Jim Young, uh, he he led them to ten wins. I don't know how he did that. I'm gonna have to look it up because scientifically, it seems improbable because it is the only ten win season in school history. You might think, oh yeah, man, Joe Teller, like Drew Brees, he got, he, he like
1: he could get him to nine. He just couldn't, not quite pass that.
0: No, 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 they were really, like, pushing some shit. Yeah, they were just losing, like, four games a year, too, minimum, through that entire span. That's where Purdue was at. Then Young gets them to ten wins. He has a nine-win season and a five-win season, and he resigned to concentrate on athletic administration. So that's what Purdue's best result and the best coach they ever had did. He quit what? to work as a suit
1: but but two years later he resurfaced as a head coach at Army. Yep. yep. And he went to he went to Army where he was much more successful.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's every single fact compounded in that narrative just gets richer and richer as you get deeper into the story. That's the best coach Purdue ever had. So when when people are like, "Man, Les Miles should hire Purdue," go to hell.
1: Why are you um, doing Les Miles. So you, here's stay away. here's. Here's my fun here's my fun nineteen seventy nine Purdue fact. This is the year that they win ten games, go ten and two, finish tenth in the final AP poll. Great season. Uh passing. They finish the year with seventeen touchdowns and twenty one interceptions. So Purdue has always been Purdue.
2: That's some yeah, that's some nineteen seventies passing stuff. That was before yeah. that was before Sid Gilman or whoever discovered passing routes and they just yeah, fuck it. Throw it.
0: Before before we actually decided what passing the ball meant, right? There were three routes. I what
2: is there anyone worth hiring at Purdue? What's yeah. the point of firing a coach? Who cares? Why does it matter?
0: Well, one <laughs> w- one more thing that, that, that I have to remind everyone of that if you win ten games at Purdue, you go to the blue bonnet bowl in nineteen
2: seventy nine. Oh boy. <laughs> that's that's your big win, buddy.
1: Um, Mac Brown, Purdue head coach next. Okay. Okay. Talk me into it.
2: Man,
0: that's disastrous. If you, if you did not see, this is, I did, this is how bad it is. Okay. And I'm laughing primarily out of sympathy, Purdue fans, a little bit at you, but also primarily of sympathy because it's a hard pitch. It's an engineering school in West Lafayette, West Lafayette, Indiana. You ever been there? Either of you ever been there?
1: No, no. Hmm.
0: The word, the word overcast is the first thing that comes to mind. Overcast, grim, it's a very hard sell with some academic standards to deal with. What, so if Brian Sa- Bennett,
1: what if you could go to school in a Sam's Club that didn't sell anything?
0: What if you could go to Georgia Tech, but with horrible weather and not in the city? That's...
1: Yay!
0: That's... Um, that's what we're dealing with here. And, and like, poor Brian Bennett on ESPN had to write the like, who gets the next coaching job? And he's basically like, uh, <laughs> uh, you should get innovative. Their suggest his suggestion was, uh, you know, you should probably run the option. That's where Purdue's at. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. The word Paul Johnson is mentioned in this article without flinching. That I mean,
1: is- <laughs> I mean, if you consider Purdue to be like a, an army of sadness, they can be considered considered a service Academy. So this all fits. Uh, I, I do want to retroactively apologize to you, Jason, because I said at the beginning that I thought this looks like a pretty good week and we just spend at least 10 minutes talking about Purdue. So I'm saying my bad. Um, can we talk about either Ohio state, Wisconsin or Arkansas, Ole Miss, or anything of consequence, please God. <laughs> I, I, I
2: want uh, a few p- more thoughts on Purdue. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about more Purdue. I mean,
1: I mean, right. look, l- listen, Western Michigan's a better job than Purdue right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they they scorched Akron to the ground after Akron made the very questionable decision to snap to snap and burn an ore. Uh, Western Michigan's most prized nonsensical horse-related uh, <laughs> emblem, and they just fucking they raised the they raised Akron to the ground forty one zero. What the fuck were you thinking? Why would you why would you fuck with PJ Flex symbols? He loves that shit.
2: This has got to be the dumbest move anyone has done all year. You made PJ Flex mad. He's already crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could have just, you could have just, like, mocked his, you could have mocked his trademark dances and hand gestures. Like, that, that was the only thing that probably just would have Just don't look him at him. At hey, don't heard, even
1: I, acknowledge him. Just pretend he's your, not there. I heard your boat's leaky. The fuck did you say? Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> you It was doubt, just, oh, you it, my was just it was just, no, you are, you want to talk about seaworthiness, motherfucker? Let's do this!
0: <laughs> I, I would love to talk about Ohio State, Wisconsin, because. Okay. Uh, because I did go back and watch this game and, um, this was a game where I actually thought, wow, both teams played as well as I thought they could have under the circumstances. Sure. Like, because Wisconsin got its game, which was to drag you into a ditch and cover you in mud and then beat you with sticks. That's, that's every <laughs> single Wisconsin game. Is so,
1: so Arnold Schwarzenegger in the like last 30 minutes of Predator.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> Except drunk as hell on really cheap beer. That's it.
1: Bush life! I would really like current fat Arnold Schwarzenegger to remake Predator. We'll just call it Wisconsin football.
0: Timber Sports Predator. That's what Wisconsin is, right? (laughs) Just out there with an I voted for Scott Walker bumper sticker and an axe waiting for you in the woods. That's Wisconsin. And they played a brilliant first half. Brilliant. They just didn't get touchdowns. They got into the red zone, and kept kicking field goals. And that, as everyone is fond of saying, boy, you hope that doesn't catch up to them. (laughs) Football is sometimes really easy. When people see that and they say that, it's probably going to come true if you're dealing with a team as deep and talented as Ohio State. I also like that JT Barrett played, honestly, kind of a crappy game for what he could be and what that offense could be, and that they still won. Like there's I think there's a talent as a quarterback to having an off game and still coming out with a win. And that means throwing only the passes you need at exactly the right moment, which they did in OT and credit to JT Barrett for that. He's been awesome. I don't know about the game day story where getting a DUI is something to overcome. <laughs> that's that seems that's a little contrived, Tom Rinaldi. I'm not going to quite buy it. When you go, this heartwarming story of a man who got a DUI.
2: Okay, cool. I'm glad he's listen, all right. Listen, it's it's, like, it's, like it's, like it's relatable.
1: Game. It's <laughs> relatable in Wisconsin. Okay,
2: <laughs> it's like gaining fifty pounds just to lose it. And exactly. Then like, like, look, 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 look at my excellent uh, fitness journey. He did. He I mean he did have some good runs. He carried the running game. Um, this is one of the country's best defenses on the road. All that stuff. It, it, I didn't think it was a bad game at all.
0: No, I, I enjoyed this game. I also enjoyed watching... You know, I mean,
2: on I mean, on JT Barrett's part.
0: Yeah, I also enjoyed watching Alex Hornibrook. I thought Hornibrook pr- played, for a freshman, a great game. Made a critical mistake. They'll do that. But uh, on the whole, I thought Wisconsin played, yeah, about as well as I thought they could. They just staggered in the red zone a couple of times, and that's the difference. And
1: yeah, all, all, those, there's... all those red zone field goals, every time you kick a field goal in the red zone, it's... It's the equivalent of leaving one door in your house unlocked before you go on vacation. If you do it once, okay, it's not a big deal. That's just the side door, whatever. Okay, you left the back door unlocked. Well, now you left the front door unlocked, too. This seems like you're just inviting theft at this point.
0: And that's ultimately what Ohio State did. So, kudos to them for that, for their 20th road win. I know they didn't look overly impressive at times. Guess what? You're not going to look overly impressive against Wisconsin. It's just not going to happen. You don't get to look pretty against them. Everyone is ugly. If you're playing Wisconsin, they'll make you ugly too.
1: I do That's like also. Part. I I do also like that Wisconsin has a um, has a receiver whose name is Jazz Peavy. Jazz Peavy.
2: Wisconsin's <laughs> entire roster. It's great names. Horny Brook, Troy Kumagali, Jazz... Robert Wheelwright. Who everyone is praying he catches a wheel route at some point.
0: Jazz Peavy from Jazz Kenosha, Peavy. Wisconsin. Jazz Peavy. Jazz Peavy. Wonders will never cease when you're dealing with the state that produces enough summer sausage to kill the nation. The other any other games you want to discuss?
1: So uh, Stanford is beat, Stanford beat Notre Dame. Stanford beat Notre Dame. You
0: wanna,
2: Is that is that something you want
1: to talk about? Stanford well, how much of Notre that
2: Dame. did you watch?
1: None. Zero. I honestly yeah, I, I i kept track of it early, and I thought, well, they don't have Christian McCaffrey. I'm assuming this is you know going to be the game that finally Notre Dame gets over the hump, gets things together. And based on the first half, I was right. But then they played the other one. Welp. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, yeah. uh af- after the game Brian Kelly got into it with a Stanford strength coach who he, he says told him
1: bye-bye. That's it. That's that's how that's how frazzled this man is right now that all you have to do is say bye-bye and he'll <laughs> he'll be like that's that's unacceptable. Where's the respect for Notre Dame football?
2: That you think that's worth a beef. <laughs> also- Notre Dame is of course 2 and 5. I don't know if we've mentioned that.
1: Two and five, Enough. and 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 one and three at home. Like everybody wants to talk about, and understandably so, what you, what Florida season ticket holders are getting for their money this year. Now that the LSU game is moved to Baton Rouge, consider the Notre Dame season ticket holder what they have paid to see
0: <laughs> um, so far. Uh, a, loss, a loss to Duke.
1: They've, they've, those are got You've got you've, you've gotten a win over Nevada. Great. You got a loss to Duke. Well. You've got the loss to Stanford and you've got the loss to Michigan State.
2: Also the loss to Stanford that comes with a body clocks adjustment, so that was really like a 35-point loss.
1: You also now get to welcome Miami fans in 2 weeks. I'm oh, sure no, you'll I'm sure you'll get along great because yeah. they're because they're in a good place mentally.
0: Oh, and you also get a, a Navy team that's playing outstanding football and then uh-huh. you get to face the best Army team in recent history.
1: And then Virginia Tech.
0: Cool. Yep. Let's talk by the way, I want to pivot off that and talk about our beloved Syracuse Orangemen. Because as three of the biggest Syracuse fans on the internet, I think we can acknowledge biggest win in years,
1: correct? Yeah. I think yeah, the first God. time they beat a, a ranked team in four years, I believe, is what?
2: And they, convincingly. And that's
1: saying. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely a game that went down to the wire more than a two touchdown game looks, but Eric Dungey's real good.
2: Yeah. Up uh 17 three at the half. Um, uh, you know, against the Virginia tech team that has looked good basically every week this year, even the loss to Tennessee was weirder than the score reflected. I, this is, a surprising one. And then after the game, the ESPN's video of Dino Babers <laughs> telling, telling his players, you know, Vegas favored, favored them by 23 points, but they couldn't see your heart. They couldn't see my heart, you know, and, like players sitting on up on top of lockers banging lockers with helmets man like we 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 got in early on this Syracuse thing but this this train's <laughs> going to keep rolling folks so, we we are just the first of many
1: converts uh Syracuse uh, went 4 of 5 on fourth down in this game and that's great that's hell yeah. great
0: that's i get excited <laughs> just hearing that stat
2: Syracuse uh, is uh, their defense is still i believe one of the 5 or 10 worst in the country i can't remember Total rushing or passing. I'm not looking it up, but it's still bad. <laughs> they are completely, um, they are everything that we hoped they would be.
1: So 30. with that with that win, it's official now that everybody Notre Dame has played, with maybe the exception of Duke, so don't count this completely, has a better record than Notre Dame. I have yeah. to look up Duke because I think they might be below. Syracuse. Duke, did you fail me? Well, syracuse nope duke's ahead i'm there
2: <laughs> <laughs> even michigan state
1: uh that might be right uh, fuck i forgot about them
2: yeah i think they're two and four which is better than technically two and five. ahead <laughs> they are better than notre dame because they played less football
1: that's a thing notre dame should consider um but yeah syracuse looked really good virginia tech is still i think I, I don't. I didn't look at this and say, "Oh, Virginia Tech got exposed" or something like that. But it was. It, it's. It's good to see two teams that hired. I. I think we all collectively liked both of these hires, and it's nice that they're paying immediate dividends. That's a good both, thing. both.
2: Both perfect hires. At, yeah. Like, like, schematically, culturally, all that stuff. You know, just Big East rivalries. They're weird sometimes.
1: Um. But we have not talked about West Virginia like at all. This season, and I feel we are obligated to at this point because they're five and zero. They played a great game against Texas Tech. Just really, just really made Texas Tech look like they didn't belong on the same field. Uh, Destroyed the rushing, destroyed them on the on the ground. Destroyed them on the other side on the ground. Had a nice passing day from Skylar Howard. Mahomes got got his numbers, but only threw one touchdown. Like, is West Virginia good?
2: I think the only thing, the only impressive thing you can do against Texas Tech is hold down their their yards per pass. And right. they held, I think it was around five yards per pass, something like that. Right. Um. So, okay, yeah, impressive. Count it. Okay. And it was in Lubbock. You know, it was two time zones away, roughly. I don't know where Lubbock is. Let's say two time zones away. <laughs>
0: I don't know where
1: Lubbock is.
2: Could be east, could be west. <laughs> Maybe it's over the ice cap and it's in Russia. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Not me.
1: Well, It, move, really it moves. Have... It doesn't stay the same
0: place. I would like to have Cliff Kingsbury defend that comment, but it involves defense.
2: So oh. <laughs> The defense rests. Yes, it does. Damn. Always. The defense always rests in Lubbock.
1: Cliff should pull a fast one and take the Purdue job.
0: Just kidding. Should get out while the getting's good.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, sort of. Much... It's sort of like a music man thing where he's like, well, this scam is complete. On to the next town.
0: (laughs) Call me (laughs) Motilla.
2: I guess we're done.